0: Welcome to Ratchet Book Club, where we read hood classics and good classics. I'm Derek. 916-633-1537. Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com. Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Ratchet Book Club on Facebook. I have absolutely no idea what the fuck I'm about to get into. At all. Like, I don't want to judge a book by its cover, but the cover is really, really pretty. Like, it's colorful and it's... Colorful. It looks like watercolors. Colorful. Like it's really pretty. But then the title of the book is Fuck Boy Blues. And I'm just like... Okay. This is a book that... Uh, Amazon suggested to me because apparently they know black people um, and they know what I'm looking for for this show so you know okay let's go this is Fuckboy Blues by Ivy Simone Um, for some reason I know that this wasn't something Ivy did I'm guessing I'm guessing I'm guessing this isn't something Ivy did make all her words all the font maroon like that's different It's weirdly different, but it's different. I don't know if in her actual book it's maroon because, um, why the fuck would you do that? But because the the cover of the book is basically a watercolor art, maybe she did make it maroon. I'm just going to blame Amazon because on my Kindle app, the shit is maroon and me no like it. So, yeah, yeah. There's also no way for me to change the color of the the font. So I'm just going to have to deal with it, which is okay. You know, it is what it is. Sometimes you get, you know, roses. Sometimes you have to deal with fucking maroon font. And also, I didn't know Kindle had a font option called Open Dyslexic. I don't like that. I don't approve of that at all. That ain't cool. I'm going to have to call somebody out on that. Um, yeah. So, the very first thing that happens in this book is a synopsis. For those of y'all who don't know what a synopsis is, it usually is the plot, like, of the book. Usually, synopses are done, I've seen them more often, when I, when I, uh, do, um, another one or, or return to Oswald or anything from hindsight. I do a synopsis of the movie, um, but it's taking a visual media and putting it in a written form. This is a cliff notes, I guess. Would would that be what you would call a um, synopsis of a book, a cliff notes? I don't know. Either way it goes. Um, here's a synopsis of fuckboy blues. Maybe it's insecurities, but a woman's intuition is rarely ever wrong. The saying goes if you have to question whether your man is cheating or not, then likely he is. And with every day that goes by, I, me, Chantia Tia, Moye, am faced with this reality when it comes to my raggedy tail baby daddy, Major Banks. I wonder if he's rich. Because he's got major banks. You know what I'm saying? We all saw that coming. Like, don't, don't, don't fuck with me. Like, shit. Call him whatever derogatory name you want. All right. Fuck boy. Big head. Head ass. Punk ass motherfucker. Punk ass goober. Doesn't wash his ass. Hotep. That's all. That's all the shrimp I got. Um, which I do. But Major doesn't care. He only has one thing on his mind, and that's money. Once a street hustler, Major's mentality has always been a survival mode. He told me this. But after years spent in prison and county jails for countless drug charges, he told me this too. He is determined not to go back. Plus, he possesses an insatiable appetite for nice things. So, he's perfected a new hustle. Selling women a false sense of hope. And with that comes a bunch of fuckboy behavior to keep me stuck on stupid. Yeah, I admit it. I am. So, he's telling you the game while he's pulling the game on you, which is actually some top-notch shit when it comes to fuckery. Larry Bird, I know, we're going from Major Banks to Larry Legend. Larry Bird, during uh, games, after timeouts, will tell the person defending him, alright, here's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to go left. I'm going to go baseline and crawl out. I'm going to come up to the three-point line. I'm going to jab step on you twice. I'm going to rip through, go to my right. I'm going to pull up on you in your face. And I'm going to splash the game winner. And then he do it. You got to respect people who do shit like that. That's legendary. So major banks might be legendary. Legend of major. Major legend. Major legend. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I like that better. But how does that one song go? Who's making love to your old lady while you was out making love? Yeah, I'm tired and I'm about to show him that audacity could be reciprocal. But will it be enough to reverse these fuckboy blues and ditch them? They also put an asterisk for the U in fuck like that'll just make you say, I don't know what this word is. That's crazy. At first it was F and then there's this this star and then CK. I am, I'm mystified. What is this word? Oh my God. It's not a cuss word anymore. It's 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 different. I hope they don't do that through the whole book. If they do, I'm just going to call it. <laughs> 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 but will it be enough to reverse these fuck boy blues and ditch them? Can I allow a man from the past be the future? What? Can I allow a man from the past be the future I dream of with Major? Okay. Can I allow a man from the past to be the future I dream of with Major and for once be happy? Or will Major's spoiled, selfish, and self absorbed ways try and keep me from moving on, even though he knows he's failing me? Can he confront his faults and rectify them before it's too late? Heavy sigh. (sighs) we'll see. It's not even a synopsis. It's a prologue. There's a difference. I expected to know what the fuck I was getting into by reading the synopsis. Instead, all I know is that you left you out of fuck and you already have had a typo. And the shit's in Maroon. Chapter one, Tia. I felt it. Intuition's unrelenting nudge disturbed the sleep I desperately needed and made me realize I was in bed alone. I was feeling Major's absence. His side of the bed was empty. Where was he? Did I really want to know? Did I want to face what I already knew in my gut? Being that Major was a habitual, chronic cheater, I had reasons to believe he was up to no good. Okay. Chronic. Chronic. When you're a chronic cheater, when you have a chronic ailment, that means it happens enough for it to be an issue. Why are you still with the nigga? Ladies, I'm not saying you could do better. I'm not, this ain't all no Marvin's room shit. I'm literally saying if the nigga's a chronic cheater, kick him the fuck out. You know, dick might be really good, I'm not sure, can't really speak on it, but you know what also works? A fucking womanizer, yes we're back, a womanizer will take care of you, a dildo will take care of you, get the fucking cheater out the house. I eased out of bed quietly to stand still in the darkness trying to fine tune my hearing, listening for any evidence of his whereabouts. Unable to hear anything, I cautiously made my way to the foot of the bed and stood still again. From where I was standing, I could see into the hallway and had a clear view of the bathroom door which was closed. Though it was dark in our tiny two-bedroom apartment, I could see a faint light coming out from under the bathroom door. That's where he was. I sat at the foot of the bed looking towards the bathroom door. Say bathroom door one more time. I, I, I This is like on uh, Old Thought next door. Where she was like, always talking about her bedroom bathroom. Stop it. Look towards the door. We know you're talking about the bathroom. Trying to look for clues as to what he possibly could be doing. The way the bathroom was made, there was a second door to close out the toilet and tub from the vanity and linen closet. Both areas had its own light. However, the main area had a very bright white light. And the tub or toilet area had a dull low light that appeared blue and tint. The bright light wasn't on, but the other light made its way to the door. What was he doing? I couldn't really hear anything, but I was sure he had his phone. About five minutes passed before I could hear the toilet flushing. Shortly after, he emerged from the bathroom and tracked across the hallway back to the bedroom. Seeing me sitting there took him by surprise and halted him in his tracks. I stared at him, giving him an emotionless face. Or at least I tried to remain unbothered. But I often gave off how I really felt through my facial expressions. I couldn't help it. A resting bitch face was my normal. So we're not going to put an asterisk for bitch? We're not going to make it His brow pinched together with question. Damn, what's wrong with you? I remained quiet, but my eyes dropped to the phone in his hand. He chuckled, shaking his head as he continued to his side of the bed. Yo ass weird. When he sat down on the side of the bed, I half turned to interrogate him. What were you doing in there? Using the bathroom, he responded. Annoyed, he also rhetorically said, God damn, a nigga can't use the bathroom? I paused to stare at him for dramatics before asking, Why you have to take your phone though? If a nigga shit and shit, I want something to do while I'm in there. He stated before mumbling something inaudible to my ears. I mean, that makes sense. Ain't no niggas I know in any place going into a bathroom without their phone. Shit, I take an iPad if I'm at home. So I want to read too. To myself. Not to y'all niggas. I read stuff y'all ain't ready for. Shit. That good shit. It ain't really, but still. I know I didn't hear any mobile games being played those five minutes. Nigga, there's a mute button. There's literally volume. He's being considerate of you. Majorly considerate. (laughs) I know I didn't hear any mobile games being played those five minutes I sat waiting for him to come out. He was lying, and I knew it. And I knew he knew that I knew. Why don't you just go in there and sniff the fucking bathroom then? Smell the aromas. Pick and choose your battles, they say. But honestly, I never knew when to pick and not to pick, so I always went with picking them all when it came to major. Our relationship was an ever-going battle. Head-to-head combat. He got all the smoke. Why you always gotta carry your phone? My words were cut off by his angered outbursts. There you go with that shit. Damn. You act like you don't trust a nigga or something. Nigga, you's a chronic cheater. Of course she don't trust you. Chronic, my nigga. Chronic. Like, you can't state what he is and then be surprised that he is that. Like, ugh. With indifference, I shrugged and replied with my usual dryness. I really don't. Did I mention already that Major was a chronic and habitual cheater? He blew out a frustrated breath of air. Man, don't start with this bullshit. Stop getting so defensive, I countered. You always get bent out of shape when it comes to me bringing up your phone. Cause it's every fucking day, he retorted heatedly. A nigga get tired of hearing the same old shit. I don't say shit when you on your goddamn phone. First of all, I do business on my phone. I gotta check messages and you know that. Secondly, my phone ain't my lifeline and I can breathe without it, I responded sarcastically. I can leave my ship behind, faced up and unlocked, might I add. Man, I ain't trying to argue with your ass. You always want to instigate an argument, he griped. I ain't with that shit. I didn't respond but observed him as he decided to lay down and get under the covers. As usual, regret began to slowly overcome me. Maybe he wasn't doing something disloyal and I just created tension between us for nothing, but the stubborn part of me just wouldn't concede. I'm not trying to argue with you, but it's mighty funny how I could wake up in the middle of the night to find you're missing with your phone, I mused. It's all the time. What? You must be checking in with your girlfriend or something. With a wry chuckle he said Yeah, I had to tell her good night. I really hate it when he used sarcasm with such statements. With him, he could be telling the actual truth, but his delivery was always to dupe me. Always meant to have me questioning myself. Then get the fuck out of the relationship. You already said the apartment is tiny. The fuck you sticking around for? Ain't nothing there for you. Get thee the fuck out. I retorted with my own sardonic chuckle under my breath. Yeah, I know. Saying that aggravated him. It caused him to sit up and throw the covers off his body. With furrowed brows and an incense stare, he blurted, If you don't trust me, then why are you with me? Huh? Because, I started, but the rest of my words died as I watched him hop out of bed and immediately grabbed his black joggers he had on earlier. Immediately grabbed. As I watched him hop out of bed and immediately grabbed. It should be immediately grab, right? Watch him hop out of bed and immediately grab. It's not. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. Slipping him on, he continued to grumble. I'm sick of this shit. It's every fucking day and every fucking night with your insecure ass. I countered. If I'm insecure, remember, you help me be that way. The lies, the random inbox messages from other women questioning my relationship to him, the constant weekend trips to see his son, the social media posts with the same, Hey, you... What? Should there be a comma there? The social media posts with the same, Hey, you bitches... And other various clues, yep, I was insecure, alright. I think it should be his son, the social media posted the same, hey you, bitches, and other various clues, yep, I was insecure, alright. He slipped a white tea over his head and grabbed the cigarettes and lighter off the nightstand. He replied angrily, nah, you make yourself be that way. You stay in your goddamn head. You want shit to be wrong just so your insecure ass has some shit to argue about with the nigga. I would have said more, but I let him walk out the room and I continued to just sit there. Walking away was what he always did. I was beginning to realize that it was one of his many defense mechanisms. He hated being confronted about his behavior. For one, he was way beyond self-righteous. He also often thought that his behavior was justified. And he was just an overall douche. Why? You're literally not saying anything good about this nigga. Like the next thing I need to hear is there's literally nothing. I I went through my head, you know, like on Scrubs, that horrible show. Don't let me go into it. The more I watch it, I mean, I love the show, but the more I watch, the more problematic it gets. But those moments where JD would just kind of drift off and think about something, and to him it will be like a three minute long thing, but to you it's only like a few seconds before he says something stupid, like you really need to dump him. But I went through a lot of things in my head thinking about what would be a good reason for you to stick with a nigga that you've literally spent the first couple pages saying he ain't shit. My first name must be he ain't shit. Because every time I come around, they be like, he ain't shit. I'll be that. I'll be that. Sorry. I just don't get it. This book could be open and closed. I kicked him out. The end. Honestly, he made me sick sometimes. I often ask myself, why was I still tolerating him when so many red flags have been waving their asses off at me? Why was I ignoring my intuition? My gut? Was he right about my insecurities? The same insecurities that had me questioning everything he had done and was doing were the same insecurities that kept me in this relationship with him. That feeling in my gut was intensely nagging at me. I knew this wasn't what I wanted in a relationship. It damn sure wasn't what I wanted in a marriage, which was something I used to want with Major. Love didn't feel this way. I was sure of it. And how I felt in the moment, I wanted no parts of it. After sitting there for another five minutes with my ambivalent thoughts, I decided to see what Major was doing. Hoping to sneak up behind him to catch him in the act of whatever disloyal antics he was up to. I always needed him to see that I see him being up to no good. But why? Why, Tia? I asked myself. Why do I enjoy being hurt by this dude? You know what? This book, for all the jokes that I'm going to get off and, and have gotten off and might get off in the future... This book is probably going to be full of gaslighting. It's probably going to be full of abuse. Like mental abuse. And I hope they delve into it. Gracefully. I hope Tia ends up alright. Fuck. I ignored the better sense of myself left the bedroom, and quietly crept down the hallway until it opened up to the living room. Though the front area of the apartment was in mostly darkness, I knew all I had to do was look for a small illuminating light that would assist in finding him. And of course, his phone light radiated brightly like a beacon. I found Major engrossed in his phone, as usual, sitting at my little dinette table with a cigarette propped between his fingers, awaiting his next pull. Oof. As a smoker, one thing I didn't do, even when I used to smoke cigarettes, was I did not smoke in my house. That smell, oh my god. Oh my god, I thought that most apartments had a rule against that shit anyway. But still, the getting the smell out that carpet, out that house, out that apartment, whatever. Ugh, oh my god. Man, don't come in here with the same shit to you. Oh god, he mumbled without lifting his head up. He kept his eyes on the phone screen. From where I was, I could see that he was now scrolling through one of his favorite social media's news feeds. Favorite? Favorite? Okay. As if that was what he had been looking at the whole time. Insert my famous eye roll with a dubious twist of lips here, please. Okay. I ignored his warning and asked, Why are you smoking in here? You know you ain't. Man, leave me alone, he snapped. He still didn't look up from his phone but I could make out that his face had contorted with aggravation. Major, you know that smoke ain't good for Taj. Why would I have to tell him the same shit multiple times a day? He knew my eight-year-old son had asthma in addition to the other confirmed allergens that could trigger a reaction. Holy shit. So he don't care about your son. He don't care about what you're going through. He don't care about how you're feeling. you still with him. Okay, cool. I'm weighing here, he reasoned with a careless shrug. There was no use in arguing with him because he was going to keep doing what he wanted to do despite what I said. I pulled out a chair adjacent to him and sat down. I sighed, frustrated and defeated. Propping my elbow on the table, I rested my chin in the palm of my hand and stared at Major. He sat there, engrossing his phone, swiping his tongue across his bottom lip in a deliberate slow manner as if he was sly or he thought the shit was sexy. I was sure he thought it was sexy. Let him tell it, he was God's gift to women, and no one could tell him he didn't look good. I mean, I appreciated his confidence and wished I was in possession of such a trait, but this guy was so damn cocky. However, Major was easy on the eyes. That was as simple of a compliment as I was willing to express out loud. If I haven't already mentioned it, his ego was greatly inflated by so many women boldly pushing up on him. He was fine, though. I had to give it to him but that was about the only quality of his that he could really stand in and own. He fit the bad boy hood nigga thug type. His dark caramel complexion was laden with tattoos on his torso, chest, upper extremities, and up to the spots right behind his ears. He stood tall around six feet and three inches. Not the most muscular, but he was nowhere near thin. My favorite physical attribute of his was his, You know what, y'all? This book came out in 2021, 2021 people, 2021. We're not talking 1995. We're not talking 1972. We're not talking 1999. We're talking last year, 2021. This book came out. Folks, why are y'all still using slurs to describe people's eyes? Why are you still saying chinky eyes? Why are y'all still saying that? Nigga, almond eyes became the way to say the shit like five or six years ago. Maybe more. Golly. Like, it's not. Oh, man. You should. You ain't never. Well, you might have. You ain't never. I don't know. I don't know what kind of people y'all white people hang out with if you're listening to the show. But I ain't never. They ain't never had the guts to walk up on me and say, you see that woman over there? Who? She got nigga lips. She got a nigga ass. So why do y'all say that? Like we get so mad about racism and it's justified because it's out there and it's everywhere. And then we slyly say shit like this. There's this group that I'm a part of. Not, you know, it's a video game group. They build arcade cabinets and shit. Um, And the first iteration they made for a new hard drive that they had for the arcade cabinet they formed a group and they put together, you know, a, um, they all worked together to make this new arcade, this new, uh, hard drive for the arcade cabinets. And they named their group the Manhattan Project. And I was like, you know, that might be considered offensive to any, uh, Asian members in the group. That might be considered offensive to anybody who buys this cabinet down the line, especially since in the actual video for the, um, for the hard drive, because it starts up with an intro video while everything's loading up, it shows an atomic bomb being dropped, and then it says Manhattan Project, and I was like, that doesn't work and they are like, you're you're looking too deeply into it, no, the fuck I'm not, I'm not looking too deeply into shit, how the fuck do y'all get away with saying this shit, that is straight up white privilege, and for you to say this shit, and then act like you don't know what it is, that's just poor it's not white privilege, it's just, I, I don't think you're white you saying nigga a lot But that one, you could fix that one. Just say almond eyes. So, he has almond eyes. That's dope. My wife does too. She's cute. They were sweet, but also deceptive. Not my wife. We're talking about Major now. His facial hair was always neatly trimmed due to his obsession with his reflection in the mirror. It was also the reason his hair was never unkempt. He kept it low and tapered. Major swore he had good hair because he couldn't get his little curls to lay down in waves. It was actually because he didn't know what he was doing, but he thought he was the best barber ever. And you couldn't tell him shit because he knew every damn thing. Why the fuck are you, you know what? As always, my mind ran rampant with thoughts of Major. Most of them were negative. The others were of me and how I dealt with them. I had let him get away with so much. But after dealing with him off and on for five years, I was growing tired and less tolerable. I thank God that I only had one child with him. He wasn't shit for her or the two sons he had with two other women. Wait. So Taj her eight year old. I knew my eight year old son had asthma. So he wasn't shit for her or the two sons he had for other with two other women. So where's your daughter? Where he, he wasn't shit for her. Where's your daughter? And who, like, okay, I understand other relationships. That's fine. Where's your daughter? Or did you mean to say Taj? Because that's, okay. After about five minutes of nothing between us, Major broke the silence. So you're just going to sit there? He asked in a sullen voice. Snapping out of my thoughts, I brought his face into focus and asked, Is it a problem? He shook his head with a dry chuckle. You're a trip, Tia. Take your ass to bed. If my wife and I were arguing like this all the time, we would need counseling. Y'all ain't married. Y'all need to just ease up out the relationship. I quickly countered. So you could communicate with your girlfriend? There you go, man. Ain't nobody got a fucking girlfriend, he spat angrily. Ain't nobody thinking about another bitch. All I'm trying to focus on is making bread and my daughter and you. But you make a nigga feel like he should be fucking with other bitches. Okay, so, what the fuck? There it is again. Okay, so they have a daughter together. And Taj has to be from another relationship. Which again is fine. But that wasn't a typo. So where the fuck is the daughter? They haven't mentioned her yet. I guess they'll mention her later on. I twisted my lips up dubiously. How can I make you feel that way, Major? Always accusing a nigga. you always thinking the worst when it comes to me. Shit, I be feeling like, hell, I might as well be out there fucking off because that's what the fuck you think I'm doing anyway. I shook my head in disagreement. That doesn't make any sense. How come it don't? Instead of doing the shit anyway, why not try to behave in a way that will reassure me that you're not? Behave? He frowned up. I could see it in his eyes that I had aggravated him with that wording. Look here. I ain't your child. I cut him off in exasperation. Okay. My bad. You ain't my child. But all I'm saying is, you be failing to reassure me. He grimaced. Reassure you? Come on, ma. I shouldn't have to reassure you. Stop being so insecure and believing the nigga's love for you. Damn. How long we been together, Tia? Long enough for you to have kids by other women and her to have kids by other men and then you'll have a daughter together, so I don't know. I gave her some thought just to stall. I mean, what was the point of stating our length of time together? That wouldn't disprove his willingness to cheat. Altogether or just official, I finally asked. Either one. I shrugged the answer. Off and on, I guess a duration of four or five years. Okay then, he declared as if he made a valid argument. Okay then, I echoed with confusion. What the hell, Major? That's supposed to shut me up? Ooh, wow. So why not like talking to your ass? He mumbled. I was still vexed by his stupidity and audacity and couldn't contain my reactive emotions. Okay then, that doesn't prove shit. Why are you getting loud? He asked in an even tone while giving me a death stare. I lowered the exasperation in my voice. I wasn't being loud. You trying to wake up the kids? There it is. Okay, cool. Please, they knocked out. I dismissed. Major groaned with frustration as he abruptly hopped up from his chair. Before I could object to him walking out, he was already stomping down the short hallway. I sat there quietly, hoping I didn't push him into leaving. Why? Why? Push. Push harder, nigga. Like, push. Oh, God. Did I go overboard? Was I tripping and overreacting? I didn't want him to leave. But then again, I was tired of trying to convince him to stay. Besides, if I caused the slightest friction between us, rather than staying and working through it, Major used it as an opportunity to need some space that I was never afforded. I had to sit here and deal with the remnants of our fractured relationship. Why aren't you afforded it? Like, he ain't your daddy? Like, nigga, what? Shit! Get it together, Tia! Yes, I knew I could aggravate the shit out of him but I was only trying to get him to see that the kids and I needed him to grow up. Major was slacking. Majorly. I loved him but I wasn't stupid. Okay. I was a little stupid when it came to him. It was just that I saw more potential in him than he was willing to give. God, if that ain't the words of damn near so many women. So many. like Y'all gotta stop seeing potential. Potential is for basketball players. Potential is for athletes. Potential is not for a relationship. You do not look for potential in a relationship. You should not say, if somebody comes to me and says, this person has these issues, but they have potential. I'm going to just turn around and walk away because that's a red flag statement for me. Maybe it's because I've heard people literally say that people have potential when the potential was nothing more than if they got off their ass and they got a job and they helped out around the house and they washed dishes and they actually stayed with their kids and they believed in my goals and they budgeted and they did all this stuff, they had the potential to be a great person. It's never if they just... Did this. It's they have to go to school, they have to do all these things, and it's always black women who are carrying men because of potential. And then when y'all finally realize the potential is bullshit, then the niggas want to get mad at y'all for not trusting them and walking by them while they struggle. I'm telling y'all straight out, fuck potential. Look for fully formed motherfuckers. If you're over the age of high school, Maybe early college when niggas and and when people are still finding themselves. It ain't just niggas finding themselves in college. Everybody's still finding their way when they go away to college. But if you're like past a certain age, there's no more potential. It just is what it is. Niggas don't change their spots because somebody sees potential in them. When you say that you see potential in him, you know what he sees in you? A victim, a mark, somebody he could take advantage of. And you still talking about, I don't know why I like him, but I see the potential in what it could be. And what it could be is what it is right now. Nobody changes for no reason. He'll change long enough to get you to come back and then go right back. And you see potential. Oh my God, this is just, I'm on a speech right now. You have to let go of potential. You have to look at your relationship when it starts off, when it's going. Sometimes you have to step back and look at it from a business-like perspective and you have to push potential out the window. Push potential away because potential will have you hoping for something that ain't there and will never be. I needed him to know that he couldn't be what the kids and I needed if he was always having to dedicate his time elsewhere. We needed him to be the man of our house, provide for and protect us. Oftentimes, I felt alone in this, but he was still around taking up space and not contributing much. Also, you know who else is hoping that he'd do that? His other baby mamas. That he would spend time with his kids with them. Like, dive. Nigga, like, get out. A few minutes passed before I concluded that he wasn't leaving. I straightened the chairs up before making my way back to the bedroom. He wasn't in there, nor was he in the bathroom across the hall. I decided to climb in bed and lay facing my nightstand. Closing my eyes, I tried to focus on the second most worrisome thoughts of mine, bills, and where was I going to come up with the rest of my rent money. Trying to put an end to my mind running rapid, I grabbed my phone from the nightstand and went to my Instagram, Tia Styles, with a Z, taking notice of my notification indicator. When I clicked it, I immediately zoomed in on a familiar name that I hadn't seen in a while under any of my posts. This instantly quieted all internal noise. Still couldn't quite explain it, but seeing this name always caused me panic. Like I couldn't breathe. Which is a weird phenomenon to me. How could panic be good panic? Or maybe it was unhealthy to respond this way to a person. I tapped on a notification which took me to a post I made a few months back. It was a 4th of July picture, and I was done in a white and blue, tie-dyed, bandeau maxi dress that hugged the curvatures of my body. And even my meek ass had to admit that I was sexy that day. Most days I dressed modestly, but every now and then, I liked to show the world what I was working with. I wasn't a big girl exactly, but I had some big juicy body parts, so to speak. Wasn't slim by no means. Most of my body had a jiggle to it. However... I would have to say by hood nigger standards, I was hood fine. You know, the typical narrow shoulders, big breasts, slim waistline, wide hips, rotund ass and thick thighs. Dark peanut butter complexion with green eyes standing right underneath 5 feet and 5 inches. But believe it or not, I have found that my looks have become a nuisance. warranting me attention that I didn't necessarily appreciate. Niggas just didn't know how to act nowadays. Too aggressive and hyper-masculine entitled, didn't know how to take even a polite, soft-spoken no for an answer. So, often dressed down in oversized t-shirts and leggings most days. I rarely wore makeup, and if I did, it was a simple lip liner and gloss and maybe mascara. On this picture, my tiny, sandy micro locks were piled atop my head in a messy ponytail. My three-lobe, daith, and helix piercings on both ears were filled in with silver jewelry had a tiny diamond stud gracing my right nostril. My neck was bare except for the tattoo stars dancing up the left side. My right arm was a meticulously detailed tatted sleeve of a she-wolf donning a floral crown centered in a garden of flowers, butterflies, and doves. There were other tattoos revealing glimpses of themselves that alluded to a bad girl image that I didn't live up to. For instance, wrapped around my left thigh, which wasn't visible in this pic, was a gravely detailed depiction of Medusa. My breasts were extremely voluminous in this dress, though. My God, they were definitely given. A few silver and crystal bracelets stacked up my right wrist while my left bared none. No rings, which was obvious from the double fuck you gestures I displayed. His comment, which was left three hours before, simply read, sexy, with a face blown a kiss and a heart eye emoji. Not that I wasn't flattered, or even thrilled, but this caused a great uneasiness. If Major was aware that another man was dropping comments under my posts, all hell would break loose. I decided to delete the comment for that reason. However, hearing from him stirred an awakening. It made me aware of a much needed examination of my situation with Major, and it also rehashed old memories causing a slight smile to form from my lips. Evocations associated with a time I felt love, but sadly had to walk away from it. But that's neither here nor there. I think I actually drifted off to sleep when the sudden unexpected touch of Major's arms wrapping around me to find on my breast startled me. I wanted to push him away, but I decided against it. Bay, listen to me. I love you, and it ain't another woman out there I want. His breath, nicotine tainted, was warm against my neck. Ugh. You hear me? So please stop thinking a nigga out here on some fuck shit. Please, baby. Tonight, I was choosing to let it go as I allowed him to continue holding me. It was small moments like this one that I wanted to cherish and appreciate. But my cynical thoughts wouldn't let me enjoy his touch. I was disgusted. And that said a whole lot. But I had another situation that I may need the commenter for if Major didn't come through for me. It was just... I bored the idea of having to ask him for anything. However, if I couldn't figure out how to keep from being evicted out of my current apartment, I'd have to swallow my pride and do whatever it took to keep a roof over my kids' heads. Chapter 2 Major Bring me back my card! I immediately ended the call. A nigga ain't in the mood for all that bitchin' early in the morning. If the bitch wasn't so stupid, she'd get her card back in a couple of days. If she didn't leave me the fuck alone, I was tempted to cute the motherfucker. As expected, Angie called right back, though. Dryly, I answered, What? I told you I asked to bring me back my card. Who the fuck you yelling at, I growled. She lowered her voice but tried to remain firm, though I could still hear the nervousness. Major, you've had my bank card for over a week now. I need my card. If I had your card for over a week and it ain't stopped you from doing shit, then you don't need it, I retorted. But I do need it. I ain't been doing shit for a whole week then. She was hesitant. I scoffed. That's what the fuck I thought. It's not the point, she challenged. You're carrying my shit around like it's yours, but you can't even spend one fucking day with me. I told you I had shit to take care of. That's what you said before you went to go see your son, she huffed. Okay, and ain't shit changed. I still got shit to take care of. She went silent, probably contemplating which choice of curse words she would spew at me. I had to reel her in though before I lost her. What's the real deal, little mama? I had to throw in my soft voice. This approach was always best and 100% worked in my favor. I teased lustfully. Is it the card you want or you want me? Again, she was hesitant. How about both? What's today? I asked out loud more so to myself. I had to think and get my lies straight. It was Friday again. I didn't usually get around to see Angie until Tuesday or Wednesday. Damn, she had four more days to get through before I could make it her way. Lying to her, I said, I can't come tonight. It's my turn to sit with my granddaddy. Ugh, she groaned. Are you working the whole weekend? Hell yeah, I gotta work, ma. I got my family to take care of. I already told you if you need extra money, I can help you out, she said empathetically. You helped me by letting me keep the card for a second. And I just want to say I really appreciate this shit, ma. For real. You always come through for a nigger. I laughed on the inside. She was stupid to believe anything I said. Well, already reported the card is lost. How much more do you need? Heated, I yelled. The fuck you do that shit for? Cause you wouldn't answer me. But it ain't no big deal. I can go get it from the bank. Just tell me what you need. This bitch done pissed me off. Got me carrying around a meaningless ass card. I would have been super pissed had I tried using that motherfucking got declined. Shh, I dragged out as I tried calculating a figure. I didn't want to say too much, but I didn't want to short myself either. Shit, I would already withdrawn $200 from the card when it was still good. But since she was playing, I said, 500. You already took a couple hundred, Major. She stated as if I didn't already know that. But what about my rims, though? I had to throw that in there. She had been saying she would get me some, but I ain't never got around to it. I told you we could talk about that next month before I get my Christmas bonus for my job. When you getting it? I won't get it until after Thanksgiving, Major. Damn, that's too far away. You talking about November next month or something. And it ain't nothing but the middle of September, Angie. Plus, I was kind of hoping to go ahead and have them already. I'll look into other options, Bay. Aight, but I might need more than 500 more right now. For what, Major? The cadence in her voice hinted at impatience. Damn, Angie, I told you all I had to take care of. The child support office told me I had to pay a little more than what I was thinking. Plus, I had to buy my mama a few groceries. She released a conceding breath of frustration. <sighs> for now, I'll go withdraw five out of my other account. Just make sure you come by Thursday and i have it for you then. I might have an extra 100 or 2 with it. You ain't got to do that for me, little mama. I said as humble as possible. No, I insist. You're a black man trying, so I commend you for it. If I can help, I will. This is why I fucked with this bitch. Angie appreciated me as a man and had a nigga's back without question. Now, whether that was considered being dumb on her part, well, that was her business. Angie was one of many women I had in rotation. She was older, of course, and worked as a senior account executive at a major financial institute. She had no kids, but spoiled the hell out of her ugly-ass shih tzu. She was shapely challenging a motherfucker, but she was still an attractive woman. Really, her looks I could give two fucks about. As long as the bread was straight, she was aye with me. I was a hustler, which I honestly got from both sides of my family. We got money however we could, from selling drugs to boosting the fraudulent tax refunds and everything in between. For parole purposes, I worked part-time with my uncle's moving company. That shit was hard on a nigga body, though. Tia and the other bitches I fucked with thought I worked six days a week, but really, I split my time up at their houses. I'd finesse with the money I got from them to the others like the shit came from my paycheck. But I think Tia started seeing through that front and questioned everything. She was starting to get on my nerves with her confrontational ass. Yeah, I know I was fucked up, but that was what they all signed up for. Motherline beeped, and once I saw who it was, I had to answer it. Hey, Angie, I gotta take this call, baby, All right, But I'll see you soon. Okay, you be careful out there and call me later. I love- bitch, get off my phone. I accepted the other call before she could finish. What up, thug? I answered casually. What up, nigga? Supreme responded. Not shit. You get my text from last night? He laughed. Yeah, I just got it. Shit, man, I was on that dussy with Pop's ass last night. Damn, nigga, how much you drink, I joked. Too goddamn much. I missed out on business and everything. Nah, player, you can't be fucking up on the bread. I know. But how many of them things you trying to get? Four of them. Same ticket, right? Supreme replied, same ticket. Alright, bet. Bet. So that right there would give me an easy $800, just by getting work from my brother for the low-low and passing it on to another nigga for a higher amount. This is another hustle of mine that I fuck with from time to time. Though back in the day, I sold dope, I really wasn't trying to get back in the game like that. For now, I didn't mind playing middleman whenever someone hit me up in need, as long as I could skim a little off top, both dope and profits. As I drove, I tried to keep my eye on the road while I shot my people a text, letting them know everything was good. Then another text popped up from an unsaved number that I had to check right away. We in the clear. I exhaled with relief. Seeing those words made a nigga happy as hell. I hurried up and dialed them back. She answered with a lustful and husky chuckle. (laughs) What, boy? What you mean, what? Shit, a nigga been waiting for you to say something. When you find out? This morning, she answered. You went to the doctor or something? No, I didn't have to. I took like five tests. They all came back negative. I was relieved that little mama wasn't pregnant. But were those tests legit though? You sure you don't need to make sure? What if it's too early? Well, damn major, she said with feigned insult. Why you seem more pressed than me? I got more to lose if I was pregnant than yo ass would. But a nigga ain't trying to have no more kids either. Not right now anyway, I told her. It was true. I didn't want any more kids. Ever. I was raising Rain with Tia. And then there are my 210 10-year-old sons who were only a month apart. I didn't see them often because one was in another city about an hour and 50 minutes away. That ain't that far, my nigga. And the other one was a mama's boy. I wasn't fucked up with them not being around as much because I had shit to do. But they weren't trying to be around a nigga like that anyway. Fuck them. Anyway, she dismissed. I got a hold on some tabs. My cousin got her mama's whole bottle. She let them go for like eight, though. Eight? Are they tens? Yeah, she wanted ten, but I talked her down. She ain't going no lower than that. You want them or what? I released an annoyed breath. God damn, Charmaine's supposed to get them shits for free. Hell, she might be and just trying to get a little change off a nigga. How many she got? 90? I calculated the cost for all 90 pills in my head. Of course I was going to get them. I wasn't much of a drinker, nor was I a smoker, and I wasn't fucking around with powder as much as I used to either. But everyone had a vice, and popping pills have become mine now. Can you go ahead and grab them for me? I got you when I come through there later. Charman was skeptical. already got them, but Major, you don't like to give me all what you be owing. You be trying to pull out some slick shit. I laughed. Nah, ma. I'm going to pay you. I got it. I just got to make some runs and I want to grab those last before I go to the O. The O, she questioned. You're going to town this weekend? I thought you went last weekend. I immediately got defensive. I'll go every day if I have to. My son there. I know he is. Calm down. Ugh, she grumbled. I was just making an observation. It don't matter to me how many times you go to see your son. Like I told you before, I ain't trying to keep up with you like that. I got my own nigga to worry about. There you go with that shit, I spat. Charmaine was comical with her nonchalance. Every chance she got, she tried to throw out the fact that she belonged to another man, like she was so happy. But she couldn't stop hitting me up. She still had to have her some major in her life because I was that nigga and she knew it. Charmaine laughed. Whatever, major. My line beeped. I glanced at the display and saw that it was Tia. I chose to ignore her because nine times out of ten, she didn't want shit. Hey, when I come back from the O, I want to see you. You think you can get out on Sunday night? I don't know. He might have something planned, so I gotta see. I taunted. Yeah, plans would probably be up under another bitch. I wish you stopped stop saying shit like that. He ain't like that. Bullshit. I dragged out. Tia was calling again. Annoyed, I said, hold on real quick. I switched lines. What, ma? Ma, she asked offended. So that's what we on today? Here she go with her bullshit. I swear a nigga wasn't in the mood. What, man? I snapped. Um, you forgot to leave that money I needed. Remember? You said I cut her off. I know what I said. You just gonna have to wait till I get back. Get back? From Where? The O, Tia, don't act like I ain't major, she whined. You didn't say shit about going to O-Town this weekend. Yeah, I did. You don't be listening to a nigga. No, I'm always listening because you always lying, she stated. And you ain't said nothing about that. What about Rain, Taj, and Tutu? Especially Tutu. That's your other son, you know. The weekends he come over here, you leave him with me. How fair is that? Oh, if you don't get out of this relationship, Tia. I see Tutu all the time. I don't get to see his brother except on the weekends. And you know how his mom be acting stupid and shit. I know you ain't trying to be selfish like that, Tia, because if you are, that shit ain't going to fly. On God, it ain't. Tia fell silent. I could tell it had given her something to think about. The attitude had subsided in her voice when she asked, So what about the money? Fuck, here she go bringing this shit up again. I was hoping she would figure it out all on her own. Honestly, I had other intentions for the cash I was coming into. I had three pairs of J's on hold with my shoe guy and just found someone who got their hands on a PS5 that's been hell to get a hold of. Plus, I needed them tabs from Charmaine. You ain't got it to you? I asked. No, Major. That's why I said something to you about it. And management said I had to bring the full payment owed plus all fees. No partial payments. Shh, I hissed. See, this is why you need to start doing more hair. What you be doing all day anyway? I'm to start, but that ain't gonna fix the current issue. I need money right now. They'll get whatever we give them. That's not how this works. They're gonna evict us by the 16th. This shit was irritating the fuck out of me. We wouldn't even be in this situation if she hadn't thought it was a good idea to skip a month paying rent just to have enough money for her son's birthday and some other shit. Like I told her ass, that little nigga would have been alright. Hell, in my opinion, he didn't deserve shit anyway. He was lazy and hardly wanted to do shit around the house. (sighs) I hissed in frustration. I suggested, reach out to my daddy then. No, she was adamant and firm. I'm not asking him for shit. Tia, you might not have a motherfucking choice. what I look like reaching out to yo daddy when he yo daddy? Furthermore, I shouldn't have to ask yo daddy or any other man for money, Major. You've been known about this. Hell, you can ask, but I ain't, she went on to say, and the 16th is next week. If we ain't going to have it, I need to be finding somewhere else to go. So do you have, I cut her off. Let me figure something out real quick. I'll call you back. I switched the lines back. Hey, Charmaine, let me call you back. She must have heard the irritation in my voice and asked, what's wrong? Man, baby mama being put out her apartment. I guess she need a nigga to help her out. Yeah, I always skewed the truth. None of the women I fucked would ever knew who I was truly dealing with at one given time. For all any of them knew, I stayed with a family member somewhere. It worked in my favor that way. My mind was going a mile a minute trying to figure out the next move. I may have had options as to where I could lay my head, but being with Tia and the kids was where I consider home. Which one? The one in Oaktown or one here? And how'd she get put out anyway. Don't she be doing hair? Supposedly. She too talented to not be running up a bag. That part, I mumbled. Let me get back to you though. I gotta figure some shit out. Want to see if your daddy or your brother got some vacancies if she ain't got nowhere to go right now, she suggested. My daddy? Hell nah. I don't fuck with that nigga like that and he don't fuck with me. But it's not for you. It's mainly for your child. You can't have your child homeless, Major. Besides, your daddy can't be that big of an asshole. Man, fuck that nigga, I commented. Though the suggestion was tempting, I never considered the help of my family for real. Not on that level, though both my daddy and brother were more than capable of coming through for a nigga. But they got on my nerves. They thought they were better than me or some shit, and neither one of them had much right to be. Hell, they weren't too much better. They just happened to luck up on opportunity at the right time. Charmaine said quietly, Well, you can't do nothing but try. Just the thought of having to bow down to one and it was making me sick to my stomach already. Fuck! 916-633-1537 Wretched and ratchet at gmail.com Ratchet Book Club on Twitter, Ratchet Book Club on Facebook Leave a review on Spotify Leave a review on Podchaser Copy and paste that in Apple Podcasts and then copy and paste that in the Good Pods You can leave a donation for the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast or on... Uh, BuyMeACoffee.com slash SSCast or on the Good Pods app, there's a tip jar. Thank y'all so much for listening. I do greatly appreciate it. This book is going to be interesting. Very interesting. We'll see how it goes down. Y'all be good. I'm going to you later. Peace. to ratchet book club is by that kid garan and it's called goodbyes you can email him at tkgbeats 94 at gmail.com for more information on how to lease this beat this is single simulcast <laughs>